Welcome to the Crimson Flow Ministry Podcast number nine. Amen. Hello, I'm Charles Capps. In addition to listening to us from your favorite podcast directories, we invite you to visit our website at Charles Capps Crimson Flow Ministries.net. All one word, all in lowercase. Amen. Now, we are on episode number nine, and you know, and we've been doing this a while, uh, did radio for years, and I'm not trying to produce a, a lot of episodes, amen. I'm trying to produce truth in an orderly manner that people can absorb, amen. So many times you get over flooded with word and, and, and with scripture, and it's like a flood upon your soul. You can't, you cannot absorb it. You cannot take it in, and you drown in the sea of information that people are throwing at you. Now, look, I'm not the most knowledgeable person in the world. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, as somebody I love says very often. Amen. I'm not uh, a lot of things. I'm not an eloquent speaker, but what I do have is a desire. Amen. To be a watchman, to sound the trumpet for you in a way that uh, uh, you can be blessed by it, amen? Now look, am I am I the only one sounding this truth? No, are there others that are doing it? Yes, probably much better than I am capable of doing. However, I may sound the only trumpet that you'll hear. And so with that watchman trumpet sounding attitude, we're gonna get into the word. Amen. Now, before we do that, let's look at Proverbs 23 and 23, which instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. And look, folks, if you think that the Old Testament doesn't have truth, if you think it's not full of instruction for you, you need to get busy and start studying and reading and praying and understanding. Amen. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. And we're going to try to do this as we move to the message. Now, if I had to call this message by a title, I'd probably call it several things, but maybe try the spirits would be a good one. And we're going to look at the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 18, one of my favorite uh, stories in the Bible. And um, Micah, the, the prophet, I first heard about this prophet from Brother Kerry Modisett down in Shawnee, switch uh texas and he brought this out in such a beautiful and wonderful way and it's back around 1980 and i just want to give honor to brother modest today love him like a brother or closer than a brother amen now second chronicles 18 1 now jehoshaphat and and we know that the kings you know some were good some were evil and uh, what have you, but now see Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, he had riches and honor in abundance. He joined affinity with Ahab, the king of Israel. Now that word affinity is misunderstood many, many times in many, many ways in that, you know, it means marriage. Well, yeah, it can be like Ruth, you know, my family is your family. Your people are my people. Amen. It can be like that, or it can be like we're joining into a league as one. Amen. So now Jehoshaphat had riches and honor and abundance and joined affinity with Ahab. And after certain years, he went down to Ahab to Samaria, and Ahab killed sheep and oxen for him in abundance. And for the people that he had with him, 
and persuaded him to go up with him to Ramoth Gilead. Now, this that's a message in itself, going up to Ramoth Gilead. Amen. But we won't get into a lot of that here in this episode. Now, and Ahab, king of Israel, said unto Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Wilt thou go with me to Ramoth Gilead? And he answered him, I am as thou art, and my people as thy people, and we will be with thee in the war. And Jehoshaphat, and seeing that this, this is where it gets important. Jehoshaphat served our father, Jehovah. Amen. Ahab served false gods. And so Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of Jehovah today. Therefore, the king of Israel gathered together a prophet's 400 men. Now, what does this sound like? I think we've heard this of prophets, 400 men before. Prophets of the grove, uh, prophets of Baal, 450, amen, uh, through Elijah. We, it, it seems to be a, a, a recurring theme, amen. Therefore, the king of Israel gathered together a prophets, 400 men, and said unto them, Shall we go up to Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? Now you got to understand these prophets are hirelings. They're not. They don't seek our Father. They don't seek His counsel. They don't seek His wisdom. But they're prophets, and they'll shout with one voice, as we'll find out. Amen. But they're not prophets of the Most High God. They're they're hirelings. They prophesy for the money and the the benefits that they receive from Ahab the king. So shall we go up to Ramoth Gilead to battle? Or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, to, uh, for God will deliver it into the king's hand. Now, but Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of? See, all these 400 people in, in one voice saying, Go up, go to the war, go to Ramoth Gilead, for God will deliver it into your hands. And, and, and But see, there's a rat to be smelled here. Something didn't sound just right to Jehoshaphat. And he says, is there not here a prophet of Jehovah besides that we might inquire of him? Amen. Now, the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, there is yet one man by whom we may inquire of Jehovah, but I hate him. For he never prophesied good unto me, but always evil. The same as Micah, the son of Imla. And Jehoshaphat said, let not the king, you know, touch not mine anointed. Amen. Don't talk like that, uh, King Ahab. And the king of Israel called for one of the officers and said, fetch quickly Micah, the son of Imla. Amen. Now. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, sat either of them on his throne, clothed in their robes, and they sat in a void place. They sat beside the gate of Samaria. Amen. And all the prophets prophesied before them. And you can imagine that was a good show right there. All these prophets and Jehoshaphat knowing they, there's something ain't right here, you know. Now, verse 10 always in any movement of the modern church there's always a zedekiah 
there's always somebody who will take it a little bit further than what the others are doing. Amen. So in verse 10, in Zedekiah, the son of Chenini, had made him horns of iron and said, Thus saith the Lord with these, thou shalt push Syria until they are consumed. Now, was he prophesying? Yeah. Are there false prophets? Yeah. Was he prophesying by the Spirit of God? No. He was prophesying from his own thoughts and emotions. But he made these horns, you know. Well, see, making them horns wasn't that great a deal. I mean, you know, there was a golden calf that was made. Jeroboam made two golden calves, one in Dan and one in the other place. Amen. And I just read where they took the gold and they, they poured molten images to Baal. You know, there's always been, there's always been false prophets and false worship. And your, your challenge today, friend, is to find out what is your belief standing on? How strong, how true, how accurate. And as long as you're hearing the prophets that are screaming to the masses, you're not going to know anything about your own personal salvation. You have to dig this out from the scriptures yourself. Amen? Now, Zedekiah, when he's prophesied about this, he was the, um, he was the central voice of confusion. And I'm going to tell you, we have so many in the church that are central voices of confusion telling you uh, how soon the rapture's coming, telling you all kinds of stuff, getting you to serve Easter and Christmas and other things that are far removed from the Word of God, but they're teaching them as the Word of God, which is false. Amen? So you need to study and you need to search out your own salvation with fear and trembling and get the word to where you are blessed and you know what you're doing. Amen. And I'll just say, you know, uh, Leviticus 23 would be a good place to start in all of the feasts of the Lord that the church rejects. Amen. But it's, it's God's word. And all this other stuff is not. It's the voice of confusion of a Zedekiah prophet saying, Thus saith the Lord, when the Lord has not spoken. And you can read in Jeremiah, and you can read in Isaiah, where these prophets that spoke, and, and, and God didn't tell them to speak. There's going to be some, some hard times come upon them. Amen? All right. So, now, let's look at First uh, John 4 and 1. Beloved, John said... Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Try the spirits to see if they are of God, because you're going to hear false prophets. I'm, let me just say this. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame that I have to say this, but you're going to hear the voice of false prophets many, many, many more times than you're going to hear the truth of a good prophet. Amen. One who serves God. And, you know, they're here. They're on the corners. They're over there. They're in the inner chamber. They're in the desert. You know, the the, the voice of the false prophets are everywhere. And it, it it is nothing but the voice of confusion that we have to get rid of and find the truth. So 
you are responsible for doing that. Hopefully, we're helping you to, to understand some of this this morning. Amen? Now, you must be willing. You must be willing to question everything that you have been taught against the Word of God. I'm going to just say it as plain as I can, not trying to hurt, not trying to destroy, but friend, if you've been taught anything in the modern church of Christianity, you need to question it, okay? Are we saved by grace? Yeah, that's good. Amen? Uh, are we taught and instructed? Amen. Titus says that. And how are we supposed to live that we're taught that? Amen? But when you're taught that you can sin and continue to sin because you got grace, that's a lie. And when you're taught this escapism doctrine of the rapture, you know, you think it's bad now with this corona voice, just wait until the rapture. No, friend, there's not going to be any rapture. And that is a false prophet doctrine of Christianity, modern church. Amen? Dig it out. Go see. Look beyond the four scriptures. <laughs> I just got to say it that way. Look beyond the four scriptures that they teach this silly doctrine with and find out what the Word of God says. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of tribulation, and you're going to go through it. Amen? And if you're not preparing, if you're not putting seed in your heart that's going to bring forth fruit during the time of trouble, uh, you're not going to be able to stand. In fact, you'll probably say, oh, they lied to us about that, and we'll just, we'll just what else did they lie about? Let's just leave this faith that we called precious at one time. Folks, it's going to get bad in times to come. And if you think it's going to be a seven-year marriage lamb up in the sky with all the pie you can eat, it's wrong. It's not going to be that way. Amen? Now, so question. Question everything that you've been taught by the church against what the Word of God says. If it doesn't stand, forsake it. If it does stand, embrace it. Amen? It's just that simple. If your your doctrine of Good Friday and Easter won't stand the scrutiny of the Scriptures, forsake it. And cleave to the doctrine of Passover and unleavened bread and first fruits as it is in the Bible. Amen? And if your doctrine... Uh, won't stand the, the scrutiny of the scriptures about Christmas or any other thing, forsake it and cleave to tabernacles, to the other things that God tells us to do. Again, go to Leviticus 23. Learn those Ten Commandments. They're not old and they're not uh, outdated and they're not done away with. Amen. So let's read on. Now, the... Uh, Prophet Zedekiah causing all the confusion, and we'll jump right back into First Chronicles, or excuse me, Second Chronicles, eighteen and twenty-three. Then Zedekiah, the son of Chenani, came near and smote Micaiah the prophet upon the cheek and said, "Which way went the spirit of Jehovah from me to speak unto you?" You know. And Micaiah said, Behold, thou shalt see on that day when thou shalt go into an inner chamber to hide thyself. In other words, it sounds like some judgment was coming. Amen. And Micaiah didn't boast or anything else. He just said, Look, you're going to go in an inner chamber, and it ain't going to be well with thee. Amen. Then the king of Israel, that would be Ahab, said, Take ye Micaiah and carry him back to Ammon, 
the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, Thus saith the king. Now, you know, when thus saith the king, that nobody's going to fight against what he says for the most part. Thus saith the king. Put this fellow in the prison and feed him with bread of affliction and water of affliction until I return in peace. And Micah said, If thou certainly return in peace, then hath not Jehovah the Lord spoken by me. And he said, Hearken, all you people. Now get ready to hear something from God. Amen. Hearken, all you people. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth-Gilead. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and will go to battle, and but you put on thy robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself, and they went to battle. Now look, folks. Micah had told Ahab when he comes back from the battle, he said, look, he said, if you come back, God hadn't spoke by me. He said, I saw Israel, every man returning to his house uh, without a leader, without a king, you know. And then he, he said it more specifically. He said, Ahab, you're going to perish in this battle. Amen. And I'm, I'm just kind of giving that to you. There's more to read, but I want to keep it kind of short here. Amen. So Ahab goes up. He tells Jehoshaphat, he says, you put on your robes. And I'll disguise myself. The alarm bell should have been ringing right there. Jehoshaphat should have said, "Oh, wait a minute!" You know, so that was—is—is is that ever a set-up job for him to be assassinated? Sure, it is. By what? The king, the leader of Israel, the voice of the prophets, the hirelings that spoke, and all of these other things. Here's all of these brave words. Go to Ramoth Gilead, for God will deliver it into your hand. But look, I'm going to disguise myself, but you go as a king. Amen? So, now the king of Syria, who was fighting against Israel in, in Judah, now the king of Syria had commanded the captains of the chariots that were with him, saying, Fight you not. Don't fight with small. Don't fight with uh, great. Just fight the king of Israel. And that's all he wanted. He wanted Ahab. Amen. And it came to pass when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat that they said, It is the king of Israel. Therefore they compassed about him to fight. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and Jehovah the Lord helped him. And God moved them to depart from here. Yeah, I mean, good grief, it was time to cry out when you got compassed about with that many men wanting to take your head off your shoulders. Amen? Yeah, yeah, it's time to cry out. But he should have already said, look, Ahab, this, this, this sounds like trickery and deceit, and I don't want any part of it. But he went on into the battle. Amen? Now, They turned back from pursuing Jehoshaphat, and I love this scripture, not because Ahab took an arrow between the joints, but because a certain man, we don't know, he just had a venture, just frustration maybe, amen. He drew back his bow. A certain man drew a bow at a venture and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. There he, therefore he said to his chariot man, 
turn thy hand that thou mayest scarce me out of the host, for I am wounded. Get me out of this battle. I'm wounded. And the battle increased that day. Howbeit the king of Israel stayed himself up in his chariot against the Syrians until the evening, and about the time of the sun going down, he died. Ahab died. And, and you know, in Kings, we get the story how that the chariot's taken back and washed out and the dogs lick his blood and all of these things that were prophesied about him. But, friend, here's the thing. We fight lots of battles. We fight lots of, we find lots of causes to support, to get behind. We find lots of things to hang the battle on. And, friend, I love the Word of God and, and I want to bring the word of God where it doesn't offend you. But as my good friend, Brother Steve Squire says, I ain't dying over no bunny. Amen. That's not the battle he's going to fight. And that's where we're so mistaken in modern day Christianity is that we choose these battles that are in error and these battles that are lies, these battles that are fables and we choose to die by our sword defending them amen and yet while we do this we reject the word of our father we reject the truth of the bible amen friend if you're gonna fight and fall by the sword do it in honor and respect and obedience to the, to the word of god not to fables amen Let's find a place of truth, and let's find a place of walking in that truth, in the new light that God has shed in your heart. Amen. My prayer is that you're blessed this day. And um, let's, let's just go to Revelation 3 right quick. And you know, there's seven, uh, he talked, Yeshua talked to the seven churches. And we're going to pick this up, Revelation 3 and 14. Unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, write these things, saith the Amen. This is Yeshua, Jesus. Write these things, saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works. That thou art neither cold nor hot, I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Now a lot of people wonder why, you know, what difference does it make? Are you either cold or you're hot? But look, being lukewarm means that at one time you might have been cold. Being lukewarm means that at one time you might have been hot. And so when you take that sip of that cup that should have been cold or hot, and it's not, you spit it out. I know lots of people that's done that in my lifetime. Amen. Now, because you're lukewarm, you say that I am, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Amen. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with salve that thou mayest see. And he said, As many as I love, I rebuke and I chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. 
And look, behold, if you do these things, if you're zealous, you repent, uh, you, you, you buy this ISAB, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. But see, there's, it's not automatic. you got to do it like he said. Amen. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear to hear. Let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Amen. And in conclusion, backing up to the, the verse that he counseled us to uh, do the things that we're supposed to do, he said, get some ISAV. Amen. Get some ISAV that thou mayest see. See, seeing we don't see, hearing we don't hear. Amen. But if we get that ISAV of the scriptures, of the word of God, if we do as Jesus, as Yeshua has told us to, we'll have that ISAB and we'll be able to see. We'll be healed in our eyes. Amen. Now, look, I'll just make this statement. You have to know the truth in order to see the lie. As long as you do not have the truth, you do not seek it out. Because the church is not going to tell you the truth. I just got to say it like that. Amen. The church is going to tell you the lies that it has perpetuated since 325 A.D. and continues to perpetuate. And you're worshiping. I'm getting into another subject, but you're worshiping the mother harlot. Amen. Come out of her, my people. Get some truth in order that you might see the lie. Amen. May our Father bless you. I hope you got a little something out of this today. And we would appreciate it if you just keep uh, keep listening and maybe share this with other people. And hopefully we brought some truth to you today. God bless you. God keep you. Amen.